Thank you for listening. A list of content warnings can be found in the episode description. Take care. Enjoy the show. Planescape Torment, the unofficial audio series. A narrative let's play adapted and produced by Revoke GM. Combining in-game audio with additional voice acting through dialogue and descriptions to improve your listening experience. Rediscover the amazing story of the 1999 cult classic isometric video game, Planescape Torment, like you've never heard before. After the night's downpour, the air feels cool, and the light drizzle is quite refreshing following the strains of the previous day. There is a grey clarity to the streets about you. On your way to the Gathering Dust Bar, not far from where you met him previously, you see Bane the Sender, who originally mistook you for Craddock. He looks exhausted, and not just a little harrowed. Ah, uh, 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 friend! Uh, 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 I feared I'd never catch you again. Bane, are you alright? Uh, well, I, I I sought out one of the larger hive markets, and, and someone helpfully directed me to the night market near the gatehouse. It could have gone better. Um, one of the bleak cabal took a little pity on me and guided me back out before things got too nasty. You notice his once fine attire is ripped in a few places, and dirt crusts up his side as if he had bathed in a puddle at some point since you last saw him. Were you perchance successful in finding Craddock, good sir? Yes, and I passed along the message. Although, it didn't seem to please him any. Bane doesn't seem to have heard anything after the word yes, for he smiles and heaves a sigh of relief. Oh, good fortune indeed. Oh, oh, thank you. Oh, good sir, thank you. He reaches into his coat and pulls forth a handful of coppers, along with a blood-stained handkerchief, counts out a quick sum in his head, then hands them to you. Uh, 33 commons for services rendered to the House of Senders. Oh, uh, no. Honestly, it, it's okay. Nonsense! No, you you did a job, and you must be compensated. Fair enough. Oh, oh, more than fair, good sir, more than fair. I can say without hesitation that there is no finer profession in all Sigil than that of a runner for the House of Senders. I'll keep that in mind. Take care of yourself, Bane. You enter the Gathering Dust Bar and immediately see Norokch. He is pulling at one of his spikes of hair and using it to scratch a spot on his face. You can't help but think he'd very much suit dreadlocks. Returned, you have. You bring news of the mausoleum, I hope. Yes, the dead sleep again. You place the necromancer's diary onto the table in front of him. This should explain a little of what happened. Norwich's lines of worry smooth out as you speak. He reaches into his bag and draws forth another parcel of coins. Thanks, give I. More coin for your purse. The dustmen benefit greatly from your service. Glad I could help. Farewell. Over at the head table, Emmerich's stony gaze fixes upon you and he beckons you over. You continue to impress the dustmen. Few can be relied on to act with such efficacy here in the hive. Well, how's the saying go? Uh, I'll rest when I'm dead. 
Your joke falls flat on unwilling ears, and he remains as silent as ever. I, uh, I, I, I spoke with awaiting death. I am aware. I would know what you spoke of. He has chosen life over death for now. I would know your thoughts on awaiting death's choice. Something from his past urges him to seek death's release. He looks to it as a, a savior from this existence, not a journey to undertake. He is not a dustman. Perhaps in time. Your thoughts are known to me. Emmerich nods slowly. You have done as I asked. Do you wish to continue with your initiation? Yes. There is more I would learn about the Dustman faction. I have another test. He leans towards you and beckons you closer, showing the first signs of concern you have witnessed on him yet. An initiate of the Fifth Circle, Swago has undertaken missionary service for the Dustman. Emmerich falls silent for a moment. You don't know whether he's trying to make a point or whether he's confused. His path is not one known to me, nor to the faction. I would know his whereabouts. Swago, uh, I, I met him. Isn't he posted at the mortuary? No longer. His departure was sudden. Do you have any idea where I would start? While the Dustman may be passive in the affairs of Sigil as a whole... We do have eyes in the other wards. None have reported of Suego's whereabouts. He went missing several days ago. Do you think he's dead? It is possible, of course. Yet few dead are left long before they return to the mortuary. Speak with Seer at the bar, another initiate of the Fifth Circle. While her heart has grown bitter towards the Dustman, she has been with us longer than most and met many who have passed through these doors. She may have some insight on him. All right, I'll, I'll do what I can to find him. Farewell. Stooped over a bowl of tea at the bar, you see a striking woman. The creases in her face suggest a long and full life. Her hair flares from her temples like a flame of silver and copper, and dozens of bangles clack about her wrists. As you sit next to her, she turns and stares at you. Nah, who comes a-calling and seer today? Death's dearest son? She looks you up and down, then shakes her head in disbelief. By every power in its mother, boy, what crypt did you crawl out of? <laughs> well, the, the crypt was losing its charm, so now I'm looking around for the right place to die. Know of anywhere? She barks a laugh that rattles your ears. <laughs> uh, well, not here. Unless you want to die of boredom. What's wrong with here? Somebody pinch your sense on your sight, boy. She waves a hand around the bar. Look around, what do you see? Uh, dustman. <laughs> Very good. See, it chuckles dryly, though she doesn't seem to be laughing at you. Mm. <laughs> at the risk of explaining myself. Dustmen are the dullest breed of dullards ever to nest in Sigil. Always speaking of death reverently, like it's some holy union that every creature in the multiverse should strive for. But you're a dustman. A dustman? I suppose. Seer sniffs. I've seen enough sand pass through the hourglass while wearing these robes. This body's almost ready to pay the ferryman. She chuckles, but there's not much mirth in it. Are you afraid of dying? Of course I am, boy. Who isn't? Well, except Dustman. 
They're not afraid because they've been swallowing so much of their own bat droppings over the decades. They've blinded themselves into thinking that death is some kind of release. So what sparked this crisis of faith? She shrugs. Life, I suppose. <laughs> Never you mind. I won't bore you with the gory details. I'd, I'd like to know, actually. Oh, <laughs> Would you? <laughs> How old do you take me for, boy? Uh, old? <laughs> well, you're wrong. I'm really old. Now, I've spent most of my long years teaching dustmen. I've seen many dustmen whelps grow through within our order, taught them the ways of the faction, kept the faith, preached the tenets of the faction, and so on and so on. No questions, no doubt. This life was merely an antechamber that led to the true death. What happened? Well... A half month back I went sick with a fever. I thought it was the end. It, it rattled my cage. How? Her face becomes a stone. There's something about having your faction members circle around your deathbed like a pack of pale-faced ghouls, nodding and agreeing that your suffering and dying is all for the best. Oh, Seer is so fortunate. She shall soon be relieved of the burden of life. Burden of life? That's when it struck me. That a queer expression comes over her features. That there's something... Addled about not appreciating your life. The dustman keeps saying that life is misery and suffering. Is it? <laughs> that we should be happy to pass on into oblivion, should we? She shakes her head. Questions, questions. And precious few answers. What will you do? To be square, boy, I don't know. That's the problem with doubt. I can't even trust that what I'm feeling is true or if I'm scared of death only because of my brush with the fever or even what I should do. Is this a passing thing? I don't know. I'll have to chew it over some more. You should. It, it's no small matter. <laughs> Lara, now, enough of me rattling on about my woes. You look like you've shared a few handshakes with death yourself. <laughs> Hasn't that changed your views somewhat? Doesn't it make you appreciate life a bit more? Yes, I suppose. And well, it should. Nothing comforting about death. Well, my condition is unique. I, I woke up in the mortuary with no memory at all. I think they mistook me for a corpse and were prepared to bury me. The strange thing is... I think I actually had died and got better. See, it blinks. You're rattling my coffin. Not really. <laughs> she studies your face. Strange are the ways of the plains, and I've seen too much to throw any tail out with the wash. If it's true, why does this happen? I don't know. Makes two of us, then? Most peculiar. Do you have any idea why this happens? Nope, not a one. Never knew anyone who death wouldn't take. Until now. Well, perhaps I could ask you some other questions. Questions? <laughs> well, you can ask. Sia looks at you with a steely eye, then smiles. Crypt crawler. <laughs> I wanted to ask you about some of the dustmen. Eh, no harm in it. I've seen many of the initiates of these past years come and go. Who's on your mind? Actually, Emmerich has tasked me to seek out a missing initiate. Swago. I, I met him at the mortuary. Do you know him? You met him at the mortuary? You mean when you woke up on a slab? Hi. 
And that boy used to be a student of mine in his early days. Then he went on his own path. He'd still be a regular here, though, when I talked to him. Some recently, not so much. Don't know what happened to him. Could be he was shaken up after his friend died. Explain. Well, one of his friends was killed in the hive a few weeks ago, torn apart by rats. She shakes her head. Messy business. Has Suego always been a guide at the mortuary? No, only for the past few months. And last I heard, he was just sent off for some missionary duty. But I don't know where. She bites her lip. If Emmerich's got you and a search party, that is troubling. That old bronze statue don't move lightly. Can you tell me about Emmerich? <laughs> that old foo? I taught him too, you know. And I used to hold the man in high regard, then I woke up. He's a rusty old ghoul that sits here in his off hours to make sure the younger dustmen have a symbol of authority here in this bar. She throws a sly glance to the head table. Go on. Who else have you met? I'll give you the dark on them. Uh, uh, how about Mordai? (laughs) Mordai? I mean, which other dustmen have you met? What do you mean? Mordai's so anxious to impress his betters by getting the most dead contract signed that I wonder if he'll ever be a dustman. I see. It's said that passions kill. For dustmen, it's the opposite. Passions keep you alive. And if you can't strip yourself of eagerness, greed, ambition, then you're doomed to never truly die because life will always hold a piece of you. Next. Who else? Uh, Dar. They can't let him die for fear that he'd bore death to... Well, death, if you know what I mean. (laughs) He was my instructor in the philosophical arts during my early training. He liked live as all. What about Evine, one of the embalmers at the mortuary? Do you know her? Who? A strange young woman, poor eyesight, near death talons for hands. Sia shakes her head and looks a little irritated. Never heard of her? Evine? Uh, well, maybe I'm mistaken. I should probably take my leave. Thank you, Sia. Oh, all right. No, <laughs> no. Thank you, Crypt Crawler. Best chat I've had in months. Don't take that as too much of a compliment, mind. Just a reflection on who I'm normally dealing with. She winks at the corpse behind the bar top. (laughs) Fair enough. Next time, then. Aye. You lead the gathering dust and head downward through the Primer's Gate, hoping to find the warehouse so you can drop off this box you'd said you'd deliver and finally get about your own business. Looking at it more closely, you see it is adorned with intricate designs etched in gold. At one time, you imagined it would have been quite valuable... However, years of neglect have taken their toll, and it appears to be falling apart. If not for the large ruby mounted on its front, it would likely be completely worthless. There's something about the appearance that you can't put your mind on, though. Your stomach begins to sink, and a tightness grips your shoulders. Lady, strike me blind! I've I've, I've seen you before, Cutter, but I never thought I'd see you again. Sigil's much smaller than you think, I suppose. Uh. You know me? No, yeah, nay, but like I said, I seen you, it was last year, late at night near Antipede, looking for my sister I was, when you came tearing past like mad, stumbled and dropped this you did, right at my feet, before running off. I kept it for good luck, seeing as our fate saw fit to drop it right in front of me there. Uh, here, uh, seeing as I've run into you again, it, it seems right for me to return it, like, like I was meant to be here. Uh, t- takes it back, Kurt. Uh, farewell. She holds up a wicked-looking dagger. Uh, thanks. Uh, farewell. Uh, oh, oh, wait. Do you know which one of these buildings is 
Kua Tra's warehouse. Kua Tra? Aye, it's just further down the street. Uh, look for the large doorway, broad enough for a carriage. It's usually open for all the comings and goings. Uh, thank you. Uh, farewell. Thank you for listening to Planescape Torment, the unofficial audio series, a Revoca GM production. To support the show and those involved, please consider subscribing to our Patreon or donating via our Ko-fi page. Links to both are in the description.